Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. And as always, so glad you're here with me. Don't know if your day is just getting started or winding down or somewhere in the middle, but here we are. I'm glad. huge mug of piping hot coffee. It is French roast. I'm going to take a sip right now. Do you have coffee? Do you have a libation? Grateful I have no desire to drink today. It can return. Have to start by apologizing to you. Do not have my guest here today. Not their fault. It has been mine. This week has just gotten away from me and uh, has not been able to sync up. So that will be next week. Going to record it next week. So I have an exciting guest coming to the show. So if you tuned in, just waiting to hear that, you can press stop and go about your day. It's not going to happen today. I'll tell you who it was. It was Oprah Winfrey. It's going to be on the show. Just kidding. But um, it is an exciting Guest, and I'm looking forward to talking to this person. So, yeah, I have to tell you, I have to just come right out and tell you I'm in such a good mood, it's ridiculous. It's kind of stupid. I'm in such a good mood today. I just can't. And you might say, why are you in such a good mood? There's chaos. There's turmoil. There's uncertainty. Yeah. There's always chaos and turmoil and uncertainty somewhere. Always. But I'm going to talk about that today. Why I am able to be in such a good mood so often. I'm not always in a good mood, but usually I am. I used to never be. Now I usually am. And no, I didn't start smoking glue again. That's not the reason. 
although that is a legitimate question. One of the things about me when I'm in a really good mood is that I'm, I think I, I attempt humor a lot more often and to the chagrin of everyone, it usually, <laughs> usually, usually fails. So prepare yourself for that too. I hope this podcast finds you well. Hope that you're not hurting. If you are, um, I relate to that. Spent most of my life hurting. Say, most of my life I have been hurting. But so I feel for you. But um, today I wanted to read something from this guy who I've brought up before. He keeps ripping me off. He keeps stealing my thoughts. Maybe he's an alcoholic. All right. I'm going to read something from Emmett Fox. And I'm going to tie it into some personal experience. And how it relates to recovery. And it again, it again comes from this book I'm very fond of called Around the Year with Emma Fox. And it is today's reading for me. But this show, I think you're hearing it later. But it comes from the 28th of January. And it's called The Dual Law of Thought. You ready for this? You really should sit down for this. Every thought is made up of two factors, knowledge and feeling. Every thought is made up of two factors, knowledge and feeling. A thought consists of a piece of knowledge with a charge of feeling. So every thought has a piece of knowledge and a charge of feeling attached to it. And it is the feeling alone that gives power to the thought. No matter how important or magnificent the knowledge content may be, if there's no feeling attached to it, nothing will happen. On the other hand, no matter how unimportant or insignificant the knowledge content may be, If there's a large charge of feeling, something will happen. And get this, it makes no difference whether the knowledge content is correct or not. As long as you believe it to be correct. I could believe something completely untrue and have a powerful emotion attached to it, and therefore I will behave and act as if... Remember that it is what we really believe that matters. A report about something may be quite untrue, but if you believe it, it has the same effect upon you as if it were true. And that effect, again, will depend upon the quantity of feeling attached to it. I'll read that again. 
This is an old book. This book came out. This book came out in um, first in 1952. That comes from a book that came out in 1952. Anyways, I'll read this again. A report about something may be quite untrue. But if you believe it, it has the same effect upon you as if it were true. And that effect, again, will depend upon the quantity of feeling attached to it. When we understand this law, we see the importance of accepting the truth with joy in every phase of our experience. Seemingly good, seemingly bad, comfortable, uncomfortable, to our liking, not to our liking. When we see when we understand this law, we see the importance of accepting the truth with joy in every phase of our experience. So every thought is made up of two factors. There's a knowledge factor and there's a feeling factor. And the knowledge has no IQ whatsoever. It doesn't matter. It might be true and it might be completely false. But the feeling I have attached to the thought is what matters because that's what I react to. If I have no feeling, nothing happens. If I have a strong feeling, something happens. It reminds me of a story I have shared on here. When I was 19 years old, this is 1990. I went to read my went to read an inventory, a 10 step to my sponsor, who would always meet me at Denny's. And very often he would there, he'd be there hanging out with his friend Bonnie. Bonnie was sober for a very long time and very passionate. And Greg, my sponsor, and Bonnie used to just talk about the big book right in front of me. I was just there. They were both much older. Bonnie was much older, and I was just there in Denny's with these people. Hearing them talk about this book that was written in the 30s. I was 19. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't know if I could stay sober. I didn't know if I wanted to stay sober. I did not really believe in God. It was flickering. I was scared to death. I was insecure. I was, you know, just a ball of self. But I was trying. I did have the honesty and I did have an open-mindedness and I was willing. So here I am today. But um, went in there to bring an inventory and um, Greg wasn't there, but Bonnie was there. And... I had shared this story on here a long time ago, but I had stole a dollar. That was one of the things on my inventory. I stole a dollar so I could buy cigarettes from my roommate's change caddy. And she said, um, I wanted her to talk about everything but that because my roommate at the time was just out of his mind. Very frightening. But that's all she talked about was this dollar. And she said, um, 
And she taught me what I just read. She taught me what I just read right now. She taught it to me on a napkin. She said, get a dollar, go to your roommate, tell him you stole it, tell him you're sorry, tell him you'll never do it again, and then never do it again. And I was like, Bonnie, you don't understand. This is, and I started to state my case and defend myself and explain to her why I was not going to make amends to this person. And she just ignored me and started to draw on a napkin. And I've shared this on here, like I said. She drew a man with a thought bubble and she was talking as she was drawing this and she said, you get a thought. And she wrote in the thought bubble, I'm poor. And then she said, and you get a feeling from the thought. And then you react to the feeling." And then she crossed out the phrase, I'm poor. And she looked at me and she said, but the thought is a lie. That was very profound. And it's what we just read. There's a thought. He calls it a knowledge factor. And then there's a feeling attached to it. And the feeling is what we react to. And Mike, the person who really showed me the big book, by example, and by dissecting it in a nonlinear fashion, he taught me that too. That time that I've shared this on here too. That time when I was sitting there before a meeting and I was sober for a couple of years and few years, I think, and he walked by and said, how you doing? And I said, I was, I'm okay. And he came over to me and he lovingly put his hand on my shoulder and he said, if you were honest with yourself, you'd say you'd never been doing better in your life. And he was right. The thought that I had before that was, I'm just hanging in there. But the thought was a lie. I wasn't just merely hanging in there. In reality, I was never doing better in my life. I'll read it one more time, the whole thing. The dual law of thought. Every thought is made up of two factors, knowledge and feeling. A thought consists of a piece of knowledge with a charge of feeling. And it is the feeling alone that gives power to the thought. No matter how important or magnificent the knowledge content may be, if there is no feeling attached to it, nothing will happen. On the other hand, 
no matter how unimportant or insignificant the knowledge content may be. If there is a large charge of feeling, something will happen. It makes no difference whether the knowledge content is correct or not, as long as you believe it is correct. Remember that it is what we really believe that matters. A report about something may be quite untrue, but if you believe it, it has the same effect upon you as if it were true. And that effect, again, will depend upon the quantity of feeling attached to it. When we understand this law, we see the importance of accepting the truth with joy in every phase of our experience. I think that is very profound. And uh, I wanted to share that. So, how do I feel I'm doing today? I feel like I've been doing better than I've ever been doing in my life. That's how I feel today. I feel that. I can see that. I believe that. Yeah. It's ridiculous how blessed I am. So much grace. So much grace. Okay, here comes Wild Kingdom. Here come the uh, birds and the squirrels. And uh, here come the clouds, too. We're expecting some torrential rain in the next few days. I'm really excited about it. So, I am driven and motivated to try and do better today than I did yesterday. It's always possible to be more kind, more gentle, more loving, more tolerant, more empathetic, more compassionate, more patient. A better listener, a better friend, a better partner, a better employee, a better neighbor, a better citizen. It's always possible. So I'm going to aim to do that today. Whether or not I will be able to, and in what measure, remains to be seen. But that is going to be my goal. I want to say hello to Chelsea. I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three, East Coast and West Coast chapters. I want to say hello to my friends at the Black Rhinos. 
podcast greater than yourself, Sober Gratitudes podcast. And uh, the anonymous podcast. And I want to say to anyone who needs to hear it that everything's okay. Everything is okay. And for anyone celebrating a milestone today, congratulations. have an amazing weekend. And on that note, I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope that you'll do the same.